Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of SmackDown Live Recap, brought to you by the Pro Wrestling Sheet. Hey-oh! 
Yeah, that's right. It's, they call me a professional for a reason. Uh, I am your host, as always, John Roca. Looking forward to talking about this Raw. Woo, the SmackDown. A, oh, so I'm sorry. The SmackDown. What an opening. Professional. There it is. It, I had to blow it. Had to, I had to jinx myself like a field goal kicker. Uh, all right. God, uh, what an opening 15 minutes. We're going to get to all of it. And that hemp belt. Jesus, that hemp belt. Uh, uh, Ryan Satin, the CEO of Pro Wrestling Sheet. How are you, my friend? I am doing great. It's always nice when we have a Smack or a Raw. You got me all thrown off now. <laughs> when we have a Raw that we're not thrilled about. Uh, it's always nice to kind of have that washed away with an awesome episode of SmackDown. And I yeah. feel like, you know, uh, even though we're going to recap everything, we're going to talk about everything. Yeah. I almost feel like there's not like a ton to unpack from this episode. Yeah, maybe not. It, but it was still a great episode. Like, I enjoyed yeah. all the, the character development, the story progression. I yeah. enjoyed all of it. I, I, it's not like, I don't want that to seem like a knock on anything because no. it was a great episode of professional wrestling television. It I, was. Re- I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I like the besides like a few segments here and there. There was a lot of promos, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff, which I I liked it all. I was into it. I was yeah. really into the episode. I was too. Um you know, and before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Aaron Turner who texted me last night and said, "You know, he thinks that any Kurt Angle could take anybody in a one-on-one, and apparently people don't mess with Jerry Briscoe. The man's in his 70s, and people still won't mess with him because they know he'll tie them up. So, all right, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about I mean, in that way, Kurt Angle. In that similar argument, it's like you could say Stu Hart in the same – Oh, right. You know, in the, the same, dungeon. Yeah, yeah, the dungeon. Stu Hart was twisting dudes and, and, and putting them into uh, the most painful positions possible yeah. near the day he died. So, yeah. I mean, like he uh, – so, yeah, that's why I agree, Aaron. I don't think – <laughs> You can't underestimate the 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 skill of a wrestler of, of an actual wrestler, right. like someone who has dedicated their life to wrestling, not just professional wrestling, yeah, yeah. but like who d- dedicated their life to like learning actual holds, yeah. how to wrestle. Well, shout out to Aaron Turner for getting me to change my mind. I actually agree with him for once on something. All right, I wrestled in high school too, so Did I'm, you? I'm, oh, I'm a nice. I'm, I have a soft spot in my heart for for grapplers. Yeah, the grappler. You were the onesie. Yeah, yeah, oh, singlet, yeah, fair yeah. Enough. Oh, a little, yeah. Little vision quest action. I got you. <laughs> Everyone has to wear it in, right. in wrestling. Yeah, uh, yeah no, my freshman year I, I wrestled because it was, it was like, oh, cool, like I want to be like a professional wrestler, and it was nothing like that. Not and even at all. though I enjoyed it. Uh, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to join theater instead. That's much yep. more like professional wrestling. You can actually do promos there. <laughs> exactly. You can't do promos at the no. high school level wrestling. <laughs> and another thing, Bob. Although when they call your name when you're coming out to like a meet and they're like, oh. Ryan Satan, the other guy does get freaked out and it is kind of pro wrestling like. You should have painted, painted your face yeah. with the horns. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, this, man, what a great, great, maybe one of the best opening segments we've seen on any episode episode of professional wrestling in quite some time. This opens Charlotte full heel mode, got the black lipstick on, got the, you know, the black uh, outfit on, kind of going back at the fans for chanting for Becky as soon as she started. Then Becky comes down out of the crowd like, you know, like she has a ticket, confronts Charlotte, which gets to be a little too real in the back and forth. Triple H comes out, interrupts them, starts going at, uh, at Becky about something. Charlotte starts to jump in. Triple H sends her to the back. And then Triple H and Becky have a back and forth that ends in 
Becky slapping Triple H, slapping another member of the McMahon family uh, two nights in a row. What? I don't think you need quotes around that one. He, he, he's part he, of the McMahon family. He, all right, all right. I, I mean, he thinking, married into it. I, that's, that's kind of why I make the division. But I was thinking to myself last night, is, it, that, is he a member of the McMahon family? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I guess. Okay. No, yeah, counts. totally. I mean, like, if you, you know, marry. blood in, in this No, McMahon, but if you marry, like, like, if you marry, like, like, Arnold, like you married, if you marry into the Kennedy family, you're part of the Kennedy family. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's, you're the same, in the it's the same thing. Like, Chris Pratt's going to be a Kennedy. It's, oh, oh no, he's Schwarzenegger. Sorry, Schwarzenegger. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Which is which is still connected. Connected because Maria Shriver. Shriver. Does he become a Kennedy then? Because of Maria Shriver. Maybe he's at Kennedy two or three times removed. So he's like Kennedy and Jason. Chris Pratt Kennedy. He's Kennedy and Jason. Okay, okay. He's okay, one of the moons it. circling the Kennedys, if nothing else. He's well, no, I don't think galaxy. Triple H is McMahon and Jason. He's in <laughs> no, that family. No, he's, he's in that he's family. In and family. he's in charge of a lot at yeah. WWE. So. But either way, it was good. What a fantastic opening back and forth promos that led to that smile. What did you think about all of this, Ryan? Uh, loved all of it. Yeah. Uh, I, dude, you, I know you don't read the YouTube comments like I do, but mm. you, man. We, if we say, like, one critique about Becky Lynch, it's, like, on fire of, like, why are you saying Becky yeah, I like Lynch? That. So I would like everyone to know that I don't have one critique about <laughs> Becky Lynch for this segment because <laughs> I thought it was great. Everything about this, the way she handled herself, yeah. the way it was written, the way Triple H handled himself, the way uh, Charlotte uh, yeah. you know, did everything. I, I enjoyed everything about this segment. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that it was uh, a master class in, like, how to get an angle over. I think that... Um, more so even than the than the Stephanie one was because yeah. man Triple H is just so good at promos. That's the thing, He's so good. Like, and you know what it is? It's like um, kind of like we were talking about um, Kurt Angle just now. Mm-hmm. We, you brought up the thing from Monday or from the last episode, the last recap, the Raw recap, and we were talking about Stu Hart and uh, and who'd you mention? Uh, Jerry Briscoe. Yeah, Briscoe. Um, you know, I think that similar to those guys in like how you wouldn't want to change. You know. Uh, the, the knowledge they have for grappling is is just so massive yeah. that because they've spent their whole life they spent their whole mm-hmm. life working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Triple H is the same way when it comes to a promo yeah. at this stage in his career, and it's just like the guys like The Rock and mm-hmm. Stone Cold and Vince McMahon, like they know what to say mm-hmm. to to sell things. Uh, that's why they're strutted out. That's why they're trotted out there to get these kind of situations over because they're just so good. And I, yeah, man, I, I, everything about this was great. I think that you know uh, Charlotte coming out and her long point, point at oh. the WrestleMania sign was so funny because you're just like, ah, you bastard, yeah. like you know, it was like a just like f you to the fan yeah. and. And the way that she held it for as long as she did, um, the fact that Becky, you know, is doing her whole like rebellious come to the crowd thing, yeah, um, always like, cool. A la Austin, yeah, all Austin. I thought it was hilarious when Charlotte said like, "Oh, not only you steal my family's name, now you're still in Roman Reigns' entrance." That was good. Yeah. Um, all this elevated everything about this uh, this okay. feud that's been going on, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I think that. Um, when, when Triple H came out to play, like, NXT dad, I'm yeah. like, all right, children, like, stop this, stop this. And then Charlotte was, like, next to them mocking yeah. Becky or whatever. Yeah. And he finally yeah. and he finally had to go, like, Charlotte, this doesn't concern you. Get out of here. <laughs> and she was, like, oh, and, like, had to go. I thought it was just played so well. And then you're, like, man, I, I, by the end of his promo and her slapping, um, and her slapping, 
uh, Triple H. Uh, you almost like, man, I want to see Triple H versus Becky Lynch now. Yeah, yeah. I saw you <laughs> tweet that. Is, I was like, oh. Or no, that was James. James, oh, James had on social media. Okay. But I, I watched it a little later, and yeah. I saw his tweet. I thought the same thing at the end yeah. of it. I was like, man, like I agree with James. Like, give me that. But I know that's not where they're going with this. But right. still, um, I thought it was so well done. Everything about it. I mean, the way she goaded him with the is, was Stephanie medically cleared because I punched her in the face. I just want to make sure that's clear. And then, but then Triple H turning the, this is an interesting new angle to add to this. Triple H turning it around and saying, oh, you've been setting yourself up in this way with these excuses because you're afraid of Ronda. Yeah, is it a weak attempt at trying to change the narrative? Sure, but you that's why you uh, uh, thats why you get Triple H to do it, to promote it, to push it, because you want a strong person pu- pushing that narrative and putting that possibility out there that wrestling fans can like uh, you know talk about and, and kick around this idea that Becky's purposely hurting herself so she doesn't have to face Ronda. I love that whole concept. And then, of course, Becky pushes back on it, says it's raw, and then like slaps him in retaliation. The Charlotte stuff, it was it was interesting. It, this is going to happen. And looking online, seeing people's anger about shoehorn Charlotte, or you know, people are legitimately pissed about this whole thing, the way it's going down. But you can't deny that it's going to happen. It's absolutely going to happen. There's going to be a triple threat match. There's no way you have Charlotte be this much of a vicious heel uh, and have her work in this owl. Uh, and not make it uh, a viable thing that you got going on for at WrestleMania. And unless, going at the unless thing. the reason they're doing, and I agree with you, mm. I, that's what I think too. But the argument could be made that they are just trying to because. Ronda and Becky are on separate brands. They yeah. also need to give them something to do in the interim because yeah. they can't always be on each other's shows right, right, right. because of the brand split. So they do have to think of like creative ways around that, I guess, yeah. to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And the suspension almost plays into that because Becky can just show up wherever right. she wants. Right. Um, so I could see them maybe. I, I don't think that it's 100% set in stone okay. a three-way right now. I think that it is still... Up in the air. What's the next step in the Becky suspended medical clearance type situation? Because in my mind, the next step is Becky goes to an independent doctor, gets verified, and the WWE doesn't want to accept it because it's not their doctor. I feel like that's such a deep storyline for like non wrestling. <laughs> we got fans. weeks. No, no, I agree with you. I just feel like for like the non hardcore wrestling fan is like, wait. That's a thing in wrestling, you know, because that yeah. is that you hear that all the time where wrestlers are like, "Well, my doctor cleared me. Right. I just waited on the, the WWE Athletes doctor." Do it all the time yeah, yeah as same well. thing. Yeah. I, yeah, so I get it. I honestly, I, I'm not a fan of the whole will they or won't they clear her story. I agree, line. Um, but I do think it was it was written in a way that didn't insult my intelligence yeah, yeah. last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it didn't feel as much like. Mom telling you to go to the doctor like Stephanie yeah. did. It was more so, and even though like we said <laughs> NXT dad or whatever, I just, yeah, it, it was. I don't know. It didn't feel as much like a parent getting mad at you, I guess, um, as Stephanie's did. And I think that the slap to Triple H, you know, the Becky's face during the promo was also awesome because yeah, it didn't budge. Nope. And I think that you know that's not easy to just no. like look. To exude that much confidence. And even though Triple H was kind of pointed out that he didn't believe it, the fact that she then punched him afterwards, like, consolidated it. And, yeah. I, and I thought it, I thought that was really well done. Yeah, because, I mean, when you saw Ronda's back and forth with her, not last night, but last week, Becky was, I think Becky was a little shook, for real, because Ronda could actually snap at any moment <laughs> and do this. Whereas with Triple H, she's able to maintain, because she knows they both are professionals, and they both understand where this... A storyline needs to go. And where well, so does Ronda problem. Rousey. Ronda yeah, Rousey is not actually going to go off the strip and punch her. I 
Don't know. She's still a rookie. She comes from a background of fighting. You never know with people where you're going to say, look, even in the showdown, people legitimately get into each other's faces when they're when they've got stuff set up and anything could happen. So I don't Jessica's think Ronda Rousey is going off script anytime soon well, to punch Becky Lynch. I'm not saying that she will. I'm saying the possibility is at okay. least out there. All know, right, fair. Like Dumb and Dumber. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. <laughs> so, but but overall, I, but I, I wonder how this is going to play because so many fans were rebelling against this idea of Charlotte being in this thing. Yeah. And Charlotte did a nice job here. And a couple of cracks. I didn't like her hobbling around constantly trying to talk over Becky. I thought that was lame. That's that's like cop-out promoing to me. That means I don't have anything else to say. I'm just going to keep shouting over you and you're not – because you're afraid that you're going to get one-upped again by Becky. And listen, this is an interesting situation for Charlotte because Becky is absolutely eclipsing her in every way, shape, and form. You can tell. It radiates. So I wonder where her position is in this situation. Is she going to be used as fodder to just promote the match with Ronda, our match as Ronda calls it? Or is she going to find a way or are they going to find a way to actually, quote-unquote, shoehorn into her into this situation? Was last night an even more... Uh, a definite uh, uh, step toward in that direction. I think last night was definitely a step toward the direction of they are giving themselves options in case they don't think Ronda versus Becky is strong enough. What? That's just my. That, that's who the I hell feel. would think that? Who? There's only one person who could think. That. I'm obviously only referring to one person. Everyone's going to like WWE creative as this giant umbrella. Like there's like. Tons of people making decisions in the company. Yeah, There's yeah. one man making decisions in the company. Fair enough. You know, and so yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, no, it's not I, strong enough. To me, in my opinion, it's not that I, it's not that I think that he is saying that to people. Yeah, this yeah. is just my speculation here at this point. But like, I just think that he is giving himself options yeah. just in case. All right. The authority, Charlotte. Uh, yeah. You know, this this leg thing. Yeah. Mentioning the four horsewomen. It looks to me like they are they're giving themselves as many options as possible so that just in case yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, you know what? This isn't gonna sell out WrestleMania. Or like, you know what, this isn't worthy of the main event. Or you know what? Adding Charlotte would totally make it worthy of the main event. Oh, you know what? Having Stephanie as special guest referee totally would make it worthy oh of the main event. Oh, my God. I don't know that. These are just, to me, yeah. as the viewer, uh, as someone who is making an educated guess here from what I've seen in the past, to me it feels like yeah. they're giving themselves options. Okay. Because I don't think it's set in stone. Okay. It Do should you, be, but it, yeah, I don't think I it agree. is. I agree. I agree. Do you think Paige plays any part in this? No. You don't think so? No. With Fighting the Family coming out. No. Promotion. No. Everything like this. No. You don't think she slides into this? They give her a GM job back. She kind of messes with Becky as part of the corporation. You don't no, think it's possible. No. What? Also, people really hated my Becky Lynch cor- corporate champion suggestion yesterday. Did they really? <laughs> yeah. Because it shouldn't was, happen. There was a lot of like, he clearly doesn't understand the Becky Lynch character if he's suggesting shit like that. Like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, fine. It's just kicking fine. around ideas. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> people really think that I'm like saying oh, this yeah. should be done when I'm just kicking around well, ideas they think in my you have head. Power. That blue check mark means you have power. That wrestling. <laughs> Site. You have Nia Jax tweeting you back. Come on. That means you have power. And then people were like, you know Nia Jax shading you. I'm like, I didn't write about the story of anything. Yeah. I put a max a, a one tweet out about the entire thing that just said that it wasn't true. So yeah. 
I yeah, your sh- your tweet was like disproving it. Yeah, so, so I, I, I took don't know if no, she was shading you. I don't think she was throwing any shade in my direction. But at she all. can't say she doesn't hurt people. So you can make the sneeze joke all you want. She does hurt people. All right, let's move <laughs> on. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson they took on uh, this supposedly one time pairing of Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura with Lana there in that cast of hers. If you follow her on social media, you saw those pictures of her with her dog in that cast. Pretty funny stuff. Um, this was interesting in a positive way for Rusev and Nakamura, in my opinion, but in a massively negative way for Gallows and Anderson. I don't interesting. know. I, I, I don't not know feel why they're, for lack of a better term, why they're the guys that are being used to put other. This is a professional tag team that has wrestled all over the world and has got credibility, and they're going to lose to a tag team that just got together okay, and don't enough. even like each other. That's the thing that I had an issue with. I, I it would have been better, I think, if they. They had barely won or, or something like that. But Rusev and Nakamura, I guess they're trying to promote this possibility. I like them as a pair, but did they need to really win this thing? Couldn't have they won by DQ, a lot of hitting with, with the thing? At least the Gals, yeah, at least Gals, like with the fake cast, it's a fake cast or something like that. Make it believable that they lost in a way that was like, you know, helped by the outside. And I felt like this was this was kind of not the way to go about it. Okay, so I get what you're saying totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a – not the same opinion while watching it, but something – a similar vibe within me. Because I get them – I got the club losing. Yeah. Because to be fair, the club really hasn't been featured that prominently on television yeah, very recently. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, and that was more how I felt mm-hmm. when I was watching I was watching this thinking to myself like it is – a crime that these two guys are featured so little on television. When I was watching, I was thinking, okay, first of all, Luke Gallows is a giant. Yeah. He's so big. There's not a lot of guys on the roster. There's only a a handful of guys who make the other people in the ring who are also giants look small. And Luke Gallows is one of those guys. And then on top of that, he's like doing super kicks. He's like, He's doing all sorts of like entertaining stuff in this short amount of time, and I was thinking to myself, uh, what? Like, why do they have this big man here who is clearly dying to be on television just based on like how well he performed in the few minutes you guys finally gave him on television? That he's like bursting at the seams and like waiting to be on TV. You got Carl Anderson, who is shredded to the gills, Mm -hmm. who is an international talent, who is great wrestler, like in this match. He was like killing it. Like yeah. I was like, man. Honestly, I almost feel like it's a dis- I, I, I almost feel like it's a disservice keeping them together at this point because they're both oh. such good singles wrestlers good too, okay. and could be if they're not going to be used as a tag team, then they should be utilized as singles guys. Because yeah. I was just watching this thing myself. Like, why are these two great wrestlers barely ever on television? Mm. You know, like there are not a lot of wrestlers where I shouldn't say not a lot, of, but but. It's sometimes where you see such short matches on television, like where they're, there's nothing standing out about it. But I feel like we both, while watching the club in their short amount of time given in this match, yeah. we're both like, oh, these guys are great. What's 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 the holdup here? You right. know. Um, so yeah, I had a similar vibe, but I I do understand Nakamura and Rusev going over. Yeah, 
Because it did feel like what we had been speculating the past couple of weeks is going down, and they're rebuilding Rusev as a, as a heel. Yeah. It seems like old Lana is coming out. It seems like I was right on why they were keeping Lana mm-hmm. quiet during the face run. is Because look, at, now when she's talking again, it's old Lana. Yeah. She's screaming, si- ringside. She's like yelling at Nakamura, like, get, like, up. get up. Yeah. You know? she, it, remind, it was the first time in a while where it was very much like the old Lana again. <laughs> and I like that because yeah. we both were saying Lana yep. the heel – is a strong, strong character. Yeah. Um, and I like the bringing back old Rusev almost because, you know what, Rusev was fun, but it, it had run its course, I think. You know, I think that... The, the, Much like we talked about with the other people, uh, I think they missed the boat on turning him face. Totally. They, they were they just did. They were a so couple late of weeks too late. Yeah. Month, a month and Maybe a half a month, too late. Okay, a few know? weeks too late. Yeah. Even maybe a few months too late because, man, like I saw the... the I didn't see, I listened to it. Uh, Rusev and Lana... We're on Lillian Garcia's podcast mm. this week. And even though they didn't mention that, you could hear it in, in Rusev's voice of like, I don't know. He basically said, like, I don't know what I have to do to get Vince McMahon's attention. That's mind-blowing to me, dude. He, he was like, look, I – I." He, they said that he's like lost 50 pounds and became yeah, more shredded. I, I saw that. He's like, I got in trouble for cutting my hair. Like, you know, he's like, I um, – you know – I get the crowd excited, and then, you know, it's like they do nothing with it. He was kind of like saying that, you know, he sounded really bummed about losing the United mm-hmm. States title. That's kind of where it all stemmed from. He was like, look, I really wanted to make the United States title. I wanted to take it to the level that it was at when I beat John Cena for yeah, it. Like, he yeah. was like, I want to take it to that level again. He was like, or when he went up against John Cena for it or whatever. Um, He's like, I want it to be at that level again, and it's not. And he was like, he was like it sucks because now that I've lost the title – Title's probably going to get lost in the shuffle again, yeah. and I'm probably going to get lost in the shuffle again, too. And you're like, man, Rusev is so great. It right. sucks to hear that sadness in his voice, you know, when I, – I, I, I like Jeff Jarrett, but, like, when you see Jeff Jarrett being featured prominently and you're like, what? Like, I – yeah, sometimes you can work, and I'm sure people know this uh, who are listening or watching. Some of you work really, really hard to get noticed, do all the things that need to get done. But for whatever reason, the people in charge or the people who run things just don't see it or don't catch it. Or, and meanwhile, everybody else sees it. But if the person who decides what direction you go in doesn't see it, there's only so much you can do. And maybe there's a move here in the future that he might need to make with Lana if this thing doesn't play out. Because, yes, he's a good heel, but we've already seen it. Like, no, there's nothing new that he's going to bring to the heel aspect of things. He I, really did a great job with it. So and I also have a hard time believing that, that he's going to move past where he was yeah. at before. You yeah. know, like, like, do you really see them putting the world title on Rusev anytime soon? Yeah. Not really. Samoa Joe is there in the way right now yeah. as that larger heel in the mix. And yes. so until Samoa Joe gets moved out, it makes no sense to roll Rusev into there. Because even though Rusev would give Daniel Bryan an incredible match or AJ, whoever wins the title, would have a fantastic match with Rusev. He's a good, good wrestler who has paid his dues. And he's a funny guy. You see him on the Total Be- uh, Total Divas. You see him. He's funny, playful guy. Certainly gets the crowd going his shirts sell so the thing is how many how loud and i get his point how loud do you have to scream before somebody's finally sees him the truth is it may be him moving on to another place before people actually see it well i hope that or this is all biding being, his time i hope that this is all being done in an effort to get rusa back to a place that he was in his heel character was in mm. To make him a viable opponent for Daniel Bryan post WrestleMania, yeah. like like not right away immediately, but like I'm hoping that that's where this is going. Like that's where they're like, you know what? We're looking at this. We're looking at that. Smojo versus Daniel Bryan is probably going to happen, but we're going to need if we're going to keep the Daniel Bryan train going, this hemp train going yeah. for the next few months. We're going to need some heel opponents for him that he hasn't faced off against. So yeah. let's get Nakamura and Rusev back into that place together. Yeah. 
hoping that that's where they're going with it, as opposed to being like, well, we don't know what to do with Aiden English, we don't know what to do with Rusev, so let's just put him in a tag team called Rusev Day, whatever. You yeah, know, like, yeah, that's yeah. really what happened with yeah. them, and they got over because of it. Yeah. But I'm hoping that this is like, okay, he did a good job with this throwaway thing. Mm-hmm. Nakamura did a good job with everything that we've thrown at his way recently. Yeah. Let's build them up a little together so that they can be viable opponents for Daniel Bryan. I'm hoping that that's right. And maybe that's the angle he plays if he wants to get a push back is this idea of like nobody notices me. Nobody sees me. I work hard. Maybe that's the angle. Like you're like maybe he every time he wins he yells like uh, like a Drago in Rocky (laughs) 4 yelling at the Russian Politburo going like Vince I want my shot. That's an old that's the possibility. Uh, That's the Velveteen Dreams gimmick right now. Oh that's right. (laughs) He doesn't need a uh, Call me up, Vince. Don't get me I, upset about that. I hate that all of that because he should already be called up by now. All right, Mustafa Ali and Randy Orton, what a fantastic match this was. I enjoyed this one. Once again, Mustafa Ali showing that it doesn't matter if he wins or loses. The fans love this guy. They're totally 100% behind him. He almost had Randy at the beginning of that match, even though Randy came out like gangbusters. He almost had him, got a bit overconfident, kid came back, and then Randy pulled that uh, uh, RKO off the 405, which was great. Try to throw him through a table. Mustafa Ali hit that table twice last night, so his back steps. And he got a legitimate black eye. Dude, which you, yes, I was busted. Yeah, man. This is a this is and kudos to Mustafa Ali. He is taking all the bumps. Oh yeah, and some of them look dangerous <laughs> as hell, man. Yeah. When you watch, um, this has to be one of the best Randy Orton television matches in a long time. Thoroughly agree. Like I was like, man, and and, and it's funny because. He does like working with smaller dudes. You can tell mm. he because he you know that like the wheels get turning in his head of like how can I do a cool yeah. RKO or something like he's that. Inspired, yeah, um, yeah. So like he, every time he's got the guy who's like more athletic, not more athletic, but a guy who's real fly around mm-hmm. you, a Matt Seidel or a, um, you know a Seth Rollins yeah. or something like that, a Shelton Benjamin, something like that. So like I like that he can. He always kind of busts it out for something like that, and and that RKO last night was was no oh. different. That was dope. That the it way was. he did that, that was really cool. It was really innovative. I also loved, you know, it's the little things for me, but like, man, when Mustafa Ali like looked like he was gonna do like that uh, springboard out of the corner, yeah. and Randy Orton went to do the RKO, and he stopped himself, and then <laughs> dove the other way to do a, uh, the DT off the ropes. That was so good. Yeah. That was like a tiny bit of psychology thing that I was like, man, that was awesome. Because I even liked that he didn't go the same way. No. He like went like he was going to go that way, Randy Orton, and then he like went the opposite way. You're like, man, that's invent- that's smart. Like That is what a smart, flippy wrestler would do, you know? <laughs> so I really liked that. Um, I, I also I, – the match itself – I loved so many aspects yeah. of it. I thought it was brilliantly laid out with um, the opening of where they had the promo from Randy Orton in the corner and him being like, I'm not even going to remember this guy's name. Like, I don't care. Because that was such a Randy Orton, like the the the, the idea of Randy Orton in yeah. wrestling fans' brains. And yeah. so him being like, oh, I'm not going to care to learn this guy's name. Um, to go from that and then like – Kind of Randy Orton not taking him seriously in the beginning, and then Mustafa Ali kind of checking himself and being like, "You know what? I don't give a f- I don't give a shit this Randy Orton. I gotta beat this guy. Yeah, I gotta beat this guy." And I, you can see that in his face, and then he finally went like, "Nope!" Flap, and he like hit Randy, and you're like, "Yeah, Mustafa Ali!" You know, right. and so like I all of all. I, I you could I like the story that was told, and it's not. Sometimes you don't really feel like a story is being told in a match in yeah. WWE as much like on t- television mm-hmm. when they're in the TV matches. But the story of like Mustafa Ali realizing that he was wrestling one of the top guys in WWE history and was gonna have to check himself yeah. and, and still try to beat him, 
thought that was great. Yep, I too. thought that like it was like Randy Orton not taking him seriously, and then Mustafa Ali fighting back and showing Randy that he should take him seriously, yeah. and and telling that story without any words was brilliant in my opinion. Like the right. way they played it off, uh, I, I that was like masterful work from Randy Orton of just like looking like he doesn't give a shit about Mustafa Ali, and by the end, even though he didn't like shake his hand or right, anything right, like right. that, I feel like you all saw the like. Mustafa Ali just showed legendary wrestler Randy Orton that he's like not to be taken lightly. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's great. I think that's great for Mustafa Ali. Both of, it helped both of them. Helped both of them, in my opinion. It yeah. showed that Randy Orton, like when he's in there and he wants to do it, he can. Mm-hmm. Just like to be honest with you, sometimes he's given the the same opponent. He's been there so long. He's yeah, like, what thirteen years or whatever. Yep, yep. Like. He's hit with the same opponents all the time, and it's like you can only expect so many different things from those matches. But when he's yeah. kind of like can wet his you know wet his lips with like something like this, he always comes to play, and I liked it. I think a lot of people are excited to uh, wrestle Mustafa. I think a lot of veterans, like you said, get a chance to wrestle him. Andrade is another one too that's come in like, oh, it's some new blood. We get to try out some new moves, blah blah blah. So I think you've seen some great matches from these people that Mustafa has faced, and that says volumes about Mustafa. And that's how you get over with like Vince and the people up top is that you don't care about the losing, or the losing, or the winning. You care about. You know, uh, winning over the crowd, and he did that. He's been doing that consistently. And it's funny because it's like that's such the difference between Raw and SmackDown is like, yeah. you know, it's the difference between like when someone, I'm someone who uh, I hate talk. Like it's like I I prefer actions. So like if right. someone says I'm sorry, but then they keep doing the same thing over and over again, like well I don't believe you're sorry because right. you've been doing the same thing over and over again. Um, and to me, it's like that's Raw and SmackDown is like Raw goes. We're sorry. We're going to change everything. We're going to give you new things. We're the you know, words, 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 and they don't fall through on any of it. You know, right. like and the ones they've tried, yeah, cool, great. I, I like heavy machinery, so I, I'm not going to diss on that. But the the other ones, like EC3, it's taken them so long yeah, to finally man. do something with it. Finally, did something with them this week, but like right. or Lacey Evans or or who didn't even show up last week. <laughs> you know, so Either that's, of the, shows that's this week. the the. Words yeah. side of things of like empty promises type thing, yeah. you know, and those people aren't really getting over because of EC3 and Lacey aren't getting over because of that, yeah. you know. Um, granted, they finally did something with EC3 this week, like I said, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like on the on the other hand of SmackDown, where it's like no, that's where they're actually giving you new talent yeah. and, and giving you new things, and it's like Andrade and Mustafa Ali, yeah. and even if they're not winning, you're getting new things on the show, yep. and 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 that's why people are enjoying SmackDown so much. I go to a restaurant for the same food when I go in there. I know what I want to order as soon as I walk through the door if I go to the same restaurant, but every once in a while, I'll take a look through the menu. And if there's something really cool, new, and interesting, I'm even more excited that I chose to go to the restaurant. And I think that's what SmackDown feels yeah, like to me. Absolutely, you know? Abs- absolutely. Yeah. Do you not? Are you a pretty picky eater? Yes and I no. I can see you being a picky eater. I'm, I like what I like. Yeah. That's what I would say. And I will try new things. So my girlfriend's a chef. She likes to make stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you know, but so she will make stuff, and I will try it. But she also understands there's certain like flavors I won't ever come towards. How what what you said she's a chef where like yeah. how high of like like what what does she do chef wise like, well she she's in she's been in charge of chefs at uh, where she works and uh, at a university where she works okay. and then now she's in charge of like uh, recipes and uh, uh, coordinating menus on at all the restaurants and so that's what she does um, but like she is so knowledgeable of food like last night for the first time since we moved in together we went shopping for food at uh, pavilions and Trader Joe's. 
holy mackerel. Like, the stuff that I thought was okay to eat, boy, was I wrong. I'm sure a lot of guys know this as well, because women just have an uncanny ability to know about food. Yeah. Unless you're a male chef, it's really rare to know a lot about it food. It is less fun shopping with my girlfriend, because she's always pointing out the, like, health factor yes. of the things I'm picking out. Yeah. yeah, true. I picked out the red apples, which I've been my standard. Like, my mom said she ate six months of red apples for me. That's why I came out so strong physically. <laughs> so, like, I always go back to red apples. She was like, those are the most high sugar and content and biggest carbs. Put those back. When I get these, uh, these kind of apples and these kind of apples, like, <laughs> there's other kinds of apples. So yeah, like I'll like pick them out the shelf and then she's like, and then I'll like look over her and she's just like reading all the, yeah. and I'm like, I've never done that. No, I no. don't read the labels. She's like, if you if, if the ingredients are longer than your arm, half your arm, we're not buying it. <laughs> so all this stuff that I'm used to buy at Trader Joe's, I couldn't buy. The reason I asked yeah. chef wise is because I dated a chef for a while. Yeah. Um, one of my ex-girlfriends and, uh. She always she always tried to get me to eat couscous. Oh yeah, is your is your no. girlfriend is on that level? She's of... great about like what do you like, what you not like. Okay, she won't push it. Well, she it's not that she she'll... pushed it, but she's always it's not that I disliked couscous. Right, it was just like always included in everything. Yeah, and I didn't want to like you can't tell your chef girlfriend that you don't like something. Oh right, See, okay. I, I can't. You shouldn't. Okay, I'm letting you know as Fair someone enough. who dated a chef for like five years. Okay. Should probably not tell them when you don't like something. Okay, just just throw that out there. You mean when they make it for you? Yes. Or do you mean okay? Yes, of course. That's standard rule. Yeah. No matter who you're dating, okay, chef or not. But see, I, so I could never say right. No, that I don't like couscous. Right. Because you, you can't eat it. say it. You have to eat it. Oh, okay. So, man, I had to eat so much freaking couscous, Fair and enough. I hated it. So. <sighs> I hope that you don't get the couscous curse. No, but she we, listens to this. I forgot. So no, well, maybe. now she's yeah, gonna know. <laughs> don't feed them couscous. <laughs> I don't like Indian food overall. So <laughs> it really not because it's not good. It's because it destroys my stomach. I have a sensitive stomach, so it destroys my stomach. So is but, couscous Indian food? Uh, I thought it was. Is it? Oh no, maybe no. It's, it's like a, that. Like yeah. See, I don't eat it, so I don't. It's know. It's like rice, but not rice. So it's, is it is it uh, per- Persian food, Arabian food? I don't know I don't how really to say that correctly. What, I don't really know what. Mm. Uh, type of food it is. I just know that it's like a she rice. She is going to it's kill like, me for this. By it's the way. like a, um um. Have you ever had um 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 um, um risotto? Yeah, of course. It's similar to risotto, oh, okay. but not as good. Okay, <laughs> it's like a shitty risotto. <laughs> yeah, so I can't be a picky eater. Just go back to that risotto question. I can't be. It depends on what's exact. I don't like anything spicy. I can't eat any. And I know. I know I'm a fake Latino in that way. I was going to say what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm full-blooded Latino, but I just do not like anything spicy. That's, that my sucks. dad didn't either, which is I think that's hereditary. Because right. my mom, sucks. my mom will eat fire. Yeah, like, me she too. doesn't care. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, the spicy. The, is it seventy pepper? Level seventy? I'll eat it. Like, she has no problem with it. And my dad was like, he couldn't go near it. So yeah, same issue here, uh, which bothers her a lot. So anyway, <laughs> that would suck if you were someone who really likes spicy yeah. food. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it. And I think that's why she doesn't cook as much for me because she's like, I have to make two separate dinners. <laughs> so I tell her all the time, I can make my own food. I'm good. You know, I don't love you because you can cook. I don't um, need your cooking, Ma. <laughs> yeah, Ma. Uh, so anyway, get back to the match. Let's talk about that Samoa Joe coming in and giving the coquina clutch oh, on yes. Orton, which was great, and then kicking Mustafa Ali out of the ring. I like this. Samoa like, Joe had a nice thing all, all the show. Yeah, I like Samoa Joe just like, yeah. you know, we had said that Samoa Joe was on fire and like kind of like, at, mm-hmm. at, 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 you know, he's killing it better than he's ever killed in his career. Yeah. Like he is, yeah. He is. Uh, he's the man right now, yes. and so I like that he's getting a serious push. That he's kind of like, he's kind of tween role. Almost. He's like, yeah. well, nah, he's still pretty full blown no, heel. heel. Yeah, but fans, but enjoy fans enjoy him as a heel, yeah, 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 yeah. like yes, always, yes, like yes. always. So I, I, um, 
he's been a welcome part mm-hmm. of the show. I was funny. I was I'm working on a video of like um, of people I want to see. Uh, switch brands in the upcoming Superstar Shakeup that I'm going to put on the mm-hmm. YouTube channel, and I almost put Smojo there, and then I was like, you know what? No, I feel like he should be a a bigger part of SmackDown in 2000. Uh, you know, after the Superstar Shakeup, he should be one of the most prominent ones on mm-hmm. the show, in my opinion, because he's great. He's been killing it. Mm-hmm. I, I almost want to buy that shirt, that Joe 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 shirt, or whatever it is that he had. I, I'm close to buying that one. So it's a good we'll one. See. Yeah, I'm um, very limited on what shirts I can buy. All right, Daniel Bryan. Did a She's promo? Watching. Yeah, she is listening at least. Daniel Bryan did a promo with <laughs> with uh, with uh, uh, Rowan. This was very dude. This promo was fantastic. He almost went face because the fans were so enjoying the promo. Yeah. and what he was saying and all the stuff about you know eating that uh, animal fat or whatever it is. All that didn't like. I'm trying to change the world. You guys, what are you guys doing? Then Rowan chimed in, said they were intellectual equals, talking about Galileo. Holy mackerel. I don't know if this is true. You were mentioning it a couple days or the last uh, recap, I think. You were saying how Rowan actually is known for being somewhat of an intelligent guy. So. That's what I saw. I saw people talking about that on social media. I love media this stuff. idea. I love this. Gala, referencing Gala, this is like when JBL was found out to be an awesome stocks guy. You're like, yeah. what? <laughs> so this is great. I love the way it works uh, and the back and forth that they went. Uh, like together going at the audience and everyone else. That hemp belt is so weird, man. It's I, great, but it's weird. It's great, but weird for sure. Yeah, I, I, it's it's just like it's hard to not look at it because yeah. it almost looks like cardboard. Yes, when you're looking it looks at like it. cardboard. <laughs> yeah, and shout out to the the fan who had one who made a makeshift one. Like respect, it was so accurate. <laughs> that was a great one, right? Um, yeah, I, I like this whole segment. This is the first time we've seen we've heard Rowan talk yes, since back, right? I think so. Yeah, um, yeah, I really liked it. I thought that the, the Rowan played into it really well. He didn't do like his scary voice no. necessarily. He did like his normal man voice, and mm. it was still intimidating, obviously because he's a huge dude. Um, and I like the idea of Daniel Bryan just being like, this is my intellectual equal. Like, he's my friend, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, I like their their dynamic right now very much. Um, Daniel Bryan's just so good on the microphone, man. Like, honestly, this whole – and I I don't know if we skipped some of them, but, but I feel like this whole show in general yeah. was so strong in terms of mic work. There was Triple H at the beginning. Yes. There was Daniel Bryan in this promo. Mm-hmm. There was the Usos yeah, in that backstage had, promo. Yeah, sorry, I, I skipped over that. It's one. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it wasn't like anything that no. consequential, but I, I, I just feel like more praise needs to be said to the Usos promos because I do think they're unique. They're great. They look cool. Yes. Um, and they're 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 entertaining. Yeah. Like they're awesome. So I, I really like the Usos promo. Um, I like the Mustafa Ali promo where it was yeah. kind of like in a dark room with him looking at his mask. Um, and even the words he said were were, were cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so and then, the AJ Styles Jeff Hardy thing maybe not. As strong. No, no, and I was going to get to that okay, one we'll next. Get to that I, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but in general, so many strong promos yep. on this show um, that really just were really good character building. I even liked the Naomi Carmella promo, even though it was goofily finished with Carmella going the wrong direction. I like that they came out and had something strong to say before that six uh, woman tag match. Yes. And so to me, the, the, you're right. You're right. All the promos here were even that, really well done. The iconics done. had like a little thing too, they right? Did. I didn't mind the iconics promo. There yeah. you go. There so you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, very promo heavy, but like good character building yes. promos. Like it wasn't yes. like anything cringy or anything eye rolling. It was mm-hmm. all like good character building for Rowan, for Daniel, for mm-hmm. Becky, for everyone. Um, and so yeah, I really liked this. I liked um, how this also set up. What was to come at the end of the show yeah. when when Daniel and Rowan 
left when they walked when you know they had the good promo for, for or they had the good vignette for um, Elimination Chamber and then yeah. Daniel and Rowan finished their promo and they leave and Samoa Joe came out and I like <laughs> I liked how he did like the ultimate like dickhead bully move yeah. where when they like walk past each other he did like one of those like pump fakes <laughs> at him you know um, and then he's but then he came back later to like bring it back around. I thought that was well done yeah. I, really, I like the writing the character building of that um, so yeah yeah I, I, I enjoyed everything about this yeah, part it's so funny when he said like they want to put leather back onto the belt <laughs> Yeah. It's a symbol of excess, and they want to put leather. I won't have it. I won't have it. I won't have it. And him speaking of his home state there in Washington was good. The smile on his face. He almost broke. He almost broke in that moment. I loved it. Yeah, and, and it's always good when someone, like, turns it when they drop it down on him, yeah, you know? Yeah, When they're like, oh, yeah, you guys are on my level, but, like, and then by the end, they're still booing him, you know? Like, they're cheering him in the beginning, but yeah. by the end, by the, they're booing him. So, um, yeah, well done all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to that six-woman tag me that, that match that I referenced here a few seconds ago. What? This was a, I thought it was an okay match, but I think more than anything else, it really promoted uh, Sonya and uh, Mandy. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and I thought overall, it, it was a good match to watch different styles. I didn't have problems with Iconics like I've had before, and they all worked well together. I just, I'm not sure what it accomplished because all of them were put in without having to win any matches, whereas Sasha and Bailey had to win their match against Nikki and Alicia to get in. These Didn't seem a little unfair. Yeah, these six women are just handed invitations to go in there. So, all right. I, you know, I, I I felt the same way as you about it. Like I didn't dislike it. I didn't like love it, but I did think yeah. they did a good job. They did a good job of um, smashing up a bunch of different things that are going on yeah. in WWE right now to make this match mean something. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's the tag women's tag titles or um, the Naomi Mandy storyline yeah. that's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like Naomi doesn't get enough love in the same regard that Cesaro does when, like, Cesaro has these, like, great flurries sometimes in his tag matches. Like, when Cesaro gets the hot tag, he'll come in and he's like, boot to this guy, uppercut to this guy, throwing that guy out of the ring. And he's like, there's, like, that fun video where they they put it to uh, the Mario Brothers theme. (laughs) And and it's him running around doing all the stuff and it, like, matches perfectly. I feel like Naomi doesn't get enough love when she does those flurries. Mm -hmm. Because she had one of those last night where she came in, she was, like, hitting that person, rear-viewing that person, kicking that person, throwing that person into that person. Like, she did... And even when she forced the Naomi... Or, sorry, the the Mandy Rose tag. Yeah. Like, the way... I thought that was inventive, the way it was done. Um, She even did, like, a cool, like... Super kick where she like touched the ground and kicked yep. up. She had like a lot of cool moves and she was running around and in, in, and I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I think that she was, was great. I honestly feel like Naomi is underrated in terms yes. of like how great she is. Like man, she's so entertaining to watch. Now, both her and Ember are taken for granted on both of their brands. See, I think and Naomi Ember gets is like, more attention. I, but Naomi should be getting the attention that that's Ember how I gets. Feel. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. Like Ember gets that attention because she has that indie cred. But Naomi, man, yeah. Naomi's been around a long time in the company now at this point, and I feel like she's like actually she's a veteran at this point. Yeah, she's, she's been made in the company m- so multiple long. iterations of her character. Yeah, work, and she's really great at it. And the crowd does react to her and when she, it's glow time. And she truly understands her character yes. right now. Yeah. And 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 it's it's she's got cool ring gear, cool yeah. entrance. She's to me one of the coolest characters in the female division. Mm-hmm. Like. That isn't being utilized enough, and I had granted they've been had her, they've had her right, this right, Mandy right. stuff, so they've been utilizing her. I'm hoping 
after WrestleMania, though, maybe she gets like a title run again or something like that. Because I think Naomi's great. I think the thing with Naomi that it may be an issue, and you know, there's a number of things people can say. You know, oh, she's a woman, oh, because she's a black woman, or and you can all kinds of things. But I think you have to throw in the basic stuff about it, and I don't think she's as commanding on the mic as she can. As she needs to be. Okay. And I think that's the thing. And if I think if she, I think like with Becky, like people, no one was like, oh, great Becky promos before she turned heel. No one was like, oh, these are great promos. I think Naomi, if she finds a way to have that confidence that Becky has on the mic in a face way, I think Naomi will get over. But that's a personality thing. Maybe she doesn't have that within her. Because that makes she's, sense. She's, she's, from all accounts, she seems like an awesome person. People like working with her, love her as a person, enjoy her. And she believes in herself. She is confident in herself. But I think that extra thing has to come out naturally from you organically and I wonder if Naomi just doesn't necessarily have it or has to kind of find her way to it and I think what she does she'll be great even more great and I think she'll get over with the fans like uh, like you are saying she needs to be and it's kind of like a, it's kind of like the actual movie The Last Dragon which her character is based yeah, on right. you know where right. she's got to find her inner glow for real you Show enough. Are the last dragon. I love that movie. Such a good movie. Show enough. Show enough. <laughs> I feel like not enough people have seen that movie. It's so good. I, I went to a premiere of a terrible independent film in Hollywood uh, months ago, and he was there. Uh, Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy was there because Timac. Timac. Because the uh, the uh, the the they took the film to the wrong theater, and it took an two hours for the theater to come for the film to get back to the right theater. <laughs> By the time they did, most every every one of the celebrities had left. All of these martial arts guys had gotten up and and to get some attention. Cynthia Rothrock was there, if you remember from the eighties. She was a female martial artist. And then when Time Act got up, I was like, "Oh hell, this was worth it." <laughs> I'm not going to stay for the movie, but staying for this moment where Time Act was trying to get the crowd amped up was worth it because he took all the Last Dragon shots, all the shown up shots. He rolled with all of them, and it was great. I uh, when Danny I was a, looks great. When he I looks- was at TMZ, one of the best stories I ever did. One of like one of my personal favorite stories yeah. that I ever did that. Didn't get like tons of traffic, but it was like one that I loved was when Ty Mac did an appearance at a wrestling show. Oh. And it was him and Jimmy Wang Yang playing the role of Bruce Leroy. <laughs> and they did, and, and, and they were wrestling a guy who had, at the time, had a show enough character on the indies. And so it was like, Ty Mac came out, and then Jimmy Wang Yang was doing like a Bruce Leroy thing, and show enough was oh. out there. It was the best. I and I got to like talk match. to Time Mac on the phone. And oh. as someone who is a big mark for The Last yeah. Dragon, I'm a ner- I love nerdy niche things like that. Sure. When I, I tweeted today a picture of me and Vanilli from back from when I was a TMZ. Like I love I love niche things. So <laughs> uh, when I got to cover when I got to do a last story about The Last Dragon. Yeah. In this decade, it was great. That's <laughs> so good. Uh, all right, well, the show ends with this uh, main event between uh, Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy, which had kind of been uh, promoted with that uh, back and forth him and AJ, that weird little back and forth him and AJ. This was a, this, I thought this was a good match for what it was until, of course, Rowan got involved. I thought Jeff got some good spots here, and, and so did Daniel. Um, I think this is a match where I feel like this is a... This is a age thing. Yeah. I think this is the difference because I personally loved this match. You did? Yeah, yeah. Not like in the terms, not like in the way of like a 
Rey Mysterio Andrade right, from right, recently. Right, right. But like, this is one of those weird like Ryan fantasy booking in okay. in, in in high school. You know, like writing down cool like matches he'd like to see. And Jeff Hardy versus Daniel Bryan is one of those. Like where I'm like, okay. I love Jeff Hardy. I love Daniel Bryan. And I honestly felt like this was the. F- the most Jeff Hardy has seemed like a main eventer in a long time. That's fair. I felt like everything was kind of back together. I like the black over the red. Mm-hmm. The red was kind of weird. The black looks cool. It makes him look like he's in the Matrix or something yeah. like that. Um, and I felt like Daniel Bryan did a great job of making Jeff Hardy seem like a viable threat. I mean, it looked like he was about to lose Absolutely. To, to Jeff Hardy. He certainly went back uh, and forth. Yeah, and Jeff Hardy's a legend in my opinion. So the fact that like they made it look like Jeff Hardy was on the verge of possibly beating the WWE Champion, that's cool to me because yeah. I... Love Jeff Hardy growing up, so I can see if, if you're not a Jeff Hardy fan, maybe not being as into this mm-hmm. match. But for someone like me, like I loved seeing the way they put this match together. I thought they actually, I thought their styles blended pretty well together, yeah, considering yeah. how different of wrestlers they are. Um, you know, Jeff's reckless style versus uh, Daniel Bryan's real crisp submission, you know, technical based yeah, style. Yep. Um, but they still really, I I thought they still blended, you know, meshed well together. Um, and I like that Daniel Bryan's becoming the shitty oh, God. win by all means yep. necessary heel. Like it's it's it's, it's not classic. about him. No. It's more it's important. About it's about the planet. He has to be champion for the planet. And so I like that. I also loved when <laughs> I, I, one of the things I like that they're trying to do to me, one of the changes they're trying to make uh-huh. is having um the backstage interviewers almost be like more of an asshole, kind of. Yeah, not an asshole, but they're—I I think it's the wrong word. They're like not taking the wrestlers' shit. Like, right? They've noticed lately, like the wrestlers, the, the, the backstage interviews are kind of like, hey, you know, like this thing that's very obvious. Tell us what you think about it, and it's—I like it better than the, the than the backstage interviewer kind of playing dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it kind of makes them seem like actual journalists, which mm-hmm. I like that they're yeah. doing that with uh, Charlie and Kayla. Um, so I liked when they came back and it was like, do you want to say anything? This is great. Because they don't usually end yeah. the show on like a backstage interview yep. like that. So I thought that was kind of different. Um, and I liked Dana Bryan just being so offended. Like, what, do you, what are you back here for? Like, what do you, what do you want from me? You know, like I like the way that all played belt. out. They shouldn't be having my belt. This is about the planet. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many times these reporters get spit on by these guys. And, oh, God. Like, you know, it must be astronomical. Oh, the number yeah. Of, like, what they have to wipe and all this kind of... Because I was watching her and she was like, even off frame, you could say Daniel, like, it was jettisoning out of his mouth. But you're catching them right after a match. They're sweaty. They've got all... They're in the heat out. of the moment. They're in the heat of the moment, you know. And when Raw was doing that, interviewing for, like, a few weeks interviewing right after a match, I thought that was really strange because, like, you're putting these poor reporters in a situation where they're just going to be doused in people's sweat and spit <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> Which, if you watch, you know, um, you know, uh, interviews like in the locker room with sports guys, oh, same yeah. thing. Yep. Like after a basketball game. Oh yeah. It reminds me of that movie, uh, Bedazzled. Is that what it was called with Brendan Fraser? Yeah, Bedazzled. Yeah. When he's when he's like the when he becomes the basketball player, right? And he's just like dripping but sweat he, in the locker terrible room. Terrible sweating situation. Yeah. yeah. And then he's got the small penis or whatever. It's a great movie. Great movie. <laughs> it Ooh. Is. It isn't. Right, well, Got a hot scoop. Oh, oh do you pro- want to drop it here? I should pro- we're, we're at the end of the show anyways, right? Oh, yeah, we are pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I should go work on this scoop. Okay, scheme. okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I will say one thing here. I like that Samoa Joe, I like that all these people. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, we didn't, we didn't bring that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we I love that, that they sorry. all came out and had a back and forth. And, uh, you know, Mustafa got thrown through the table, table again. Um, but I enjoy- And then AJ came out and kind of cleared the deck. And they made AJ that. seem like such a big deal. Yes. That, that was like the. It was very well done the mm-hmm. way it was kind of like. 
everyone fighting, everyone fighting, and then it's like, uh oh, dad's here. Yeah, you heard the music, you, you and everyone was like, oh. Everyone was like, Even oh. Rowan was like, yeah, was like, oh shit, AJ Styles. <laughs> and then he kind of came out and just like, similar to what I was saying, Naomi and Cesaro, yep. just like, boom, boom, yep. hitting all his things, getting everyone. And I thought that was really well done. It made AJ Styles, um, it kind of, I'm not saying AJ Styles has a, his his role is diminished or anything like that, right. but but because he's lost recently and he's not the champion, um, it was nice to kind of like get that like, yeah. oh yeah, he is the man, right? You know? exactly. That was good the way they did that. Thoroughly agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it, this goes back to the end, and and just exci- coming out of this one, I'm excited for what we're building towards the Elimination Chamber, and certainly for WrestleMania. So in a way that I wasn't maybe 100 percent excited coming out of Raw last night, certainly coming out of SmackDown. I mean, uh, two nights ago, certainly coming out of SmackDown Live last night. I was excited again. Yeah, me to see too. What we're going. Me so. too. I thought, even though there wasn't like a ton of like story building, there yeah. was a ton of character progression. Yes. I thought, and I, and it was all well done. I liked it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's our SmackDown Live a recap for the Pro Wrestling Sheet. I am your host, John Rogo. Ryan, where can everyone find you, my man, and find us up for doing? ProWrestlingSheet.com is the website at Wrestling Sheet on social media. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find all the videos that we do. That's where you can find Roka and I doing these Raw and SmackDown recaps on videos where you can actually see our face. The pretty but if faces. You, <laughs> but if you would prefer to just listen to our voices because you maybe don't like our faces <laughs> or you're just driving. Uh, or go, you're cooking. Or you're cooking. And as a chef. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're making someone couscous. Yeah, there um, it is. <laughs> uh, make sure you guys go subscribe on Podcast One or iTunes or Spotify. Uh, any of the major platforms were available all over there as well. Uh, and then make sure you guys check everything Collider is doing as well. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can follow me uh, at the Roca Says. And of course, like I said uh, before, many times on this show, Collider Sports, we do a lot of stuff there. There is a Venn diagram, pro wrestling and sports people. So please come support the stuff we do. We had we had a lot of people come through who enjoy basketball, who enjoy the football, who enjoy all kinds of things. We're trying to do as many things as possible. MMA Takedown, if some of you are MMA fans. All of that's there is on Collider Sports YouTube channel and the podcast channel. Right now we're dropping clips clips from these videos onto the podcast channel to get more people to go over and subscribe to the podcast channel so they can listen to the whole uh, episode. So try and do that, please. It, it would help us uh, keep that channel alive, and I'm fighting tooth and nail to keep that channel alive. So thanks, everybody, for watching here on the uh, uh, SmackDown Live recap. We will see you next week for another Raw recap and SmackDown Live recap. Enjoy the rest of your week, and if you're going to see any events this weekend, enjoy some pro wrestling there as well. ProWrestlingSheet.com Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.